Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. We are the B-Team podcast. Finally got the intro down. I'm really excited here with Ben. He's not in committal on whether or not I got it down, but it was a hell of a lot better than last week. Um, and speaking of what was better last week, this last weekend, football team killed it. The softball team, soccer team, all those guys are going nuts, but we're mainly the football team podcast, and that Western Illinois game was a lot of fun to be at. Yeah, it was a blast. I It had been way too long since I've seen a Jackrabbit football game in person, yes. and it was just so much fun. to. We did a little tailgating beforehand, uh, social, socially distanced and completely yes. responsible. Bible study we did. Yes. And we did not tailgate. That was against the rules. This is true. Um, yeah, it was just uh, a great day of Jack Ever football. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, our Bible study was a lot of fun. It was beautiful weather for it. Um, then, uh, yeah, the game kind of went better. East side, best side for watching that game. If you weren't on the east side, that <laughs> must have sucked because we were sunny with no wind and west side was dark. <laughs> it had to have been cold. <laughs> yeah, we... We went up to our seats uh, and quickly went over to the, the east side because, yeah, like I said, it was in the shade, it was windy, and we were not dressed for that type of weather. I mean, if it was like if it was like a winter game, we would have dressed appropriately, but you just didn't think it was going to be that cold. But, man, it was, it was chilly on the west side. Yeah, and I think technically my seats were supposed to be on the west side. I just pulled the fast one and went back to where my normal season tickets are. Oh, yeah. And made it on television. Not that I'm a big deal or anything. But, uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but, uh, no, that, it was awesome. Um, the game was a ton of fun. Uh, and really, that was the get right game we needed. And we've got next week with Youngstown State coming up and looking forward in the schedule. We need to get really clicking in this game. And obviously, we did in the, in the Western Illinois game. But we really need to keep this going because after that, Every team right now that we play for the rest of the season after Youngstown State is in the top 25 for stats. Take that for what it's worth because, you know, I think they put that together with edges, sketch, and crayons. But <clears throat> they think that there's the rest of our schedules all in the top 25. Uh, but, man, that start, Gronowski was on fire. I mean, he was unstoppable, and it was just a blast to watch. Yeah, I mean the the final score was forty five to ten, but man, we if we would have kept kept the gas pedal down, it would have been we would have Arkansas Pine bluffed them pretty oh, yeah. quick because oh, yeah. it was they could not stop us on offense. It was so fun to watch. I mean, yeah, Gronowski was just wheeling and dealing, and you know we we saw how you know dangerous he can be with his legs um you know people are gonna really have to respect that and so i mean it's just huge to show that um in a game like that and yeah i mean uh, kyle and matt went over you know all the all the you know rants and raves and who did who did good who didn't but um so i don't want to rehash all that but yeah props to the old line you know they just dominated um, like they should against a team like that. And hopefully that gives them, gives them some confidence uh, going forward here. Yeah. And you know, the thing that really impressed me, like you can, you could see in the first couple of games that Gronowski can run, like you could see that that's been abundantly cleared and he runs hard and he runs physical. And that was fun to watch that 80 yard touchdown run though. If you go back and watch it, that dude's fast. Mm -hmm. he outran a defensive back who had the angle on him. That guy who almost tripped him up had an angle on him as a defensive back and did not catch our quarterback. That is awesome. Um, I am sure that NDSU fans are feeling none too comfortable seeing that right now because <laughs> Taron was fast and he was an athlete, but he wasn't that fast. Um, but the one shout out I really want to give out from just the last two games, I think he gets overshadowed by his brother, Jackson, is Jaden Yankee. He has firmly emerged as the solid number two receiver, which, I mean, makes sense. You are literally identical for the terrible pun, joke, whatever that is, <laughs> to 
the number one receiver, it makes sense. And that is clicking. And he had over a hundred and some yards in the UND game. He had more yards in Jackson in this last game off of his long touchdown from Gronowski. So that is so huge going forward to have a really good number two receiver as well. Yeah, he was so fun to watch. Um, you know, I think I t- texted out during the game that it, it was just uh, I just zoned in on him for a couple series, and you could tell that he just gets separation. Like he's mm-hmm. a very, very good route runner. I don't think he's as like physically dominant as Jackson in terms of like you know jumping and athletic ability. I mean, he's still a good athlete, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his real strength is that that route running ability to get a get good separation and give his quarterback a good target because there were there were time I mean his catches like the D back wasn't even close to him on some of those and so I mean that's that's just really good route running and so I mean if he can continue to hone hone that skill uh, yeah I mean it, it's going to be a those two will be a dangerous duo yeah and we had Isaiah uh, Isaiah Davis really emerge that game. The offense really showed its potency. Um, the defense, I think, did a great job keeping up with all the short passes and fast passes and crossing and all the stuff that Western Illinois tried to do. A um, couple hiccups. Um, I think really, you know, I saw somebody ask, uh, you know, were we worried about how we didn't put any points up in the second half? Personally, I'm not, you know, because if you really watched, that was second team. And I'm really glad that the coaches had the confidence to put those guys in there and hang into the game. Plus, I mean, that's invaluable experience for those guys going forward to play a whole half. Um, So it was awesome. It was awesome to see Jabori be able to get out there and play. Um, You know, Heidi got to go play, things like that. Obviously, he started out on a bit of a rough note with a fumble. But, I mean, all in all, I don't think there's much you can really complain about watching that game as a Jacks fan. Um, the defense, I loved seeing some interceptions. That was that was cool. Getting some turnovers started and getting that, that game-breaking play mojo starting going is something that we're going to need to keep going. It was really missing in the first two games. Yeah, the defense looked really good. Um, like you said, especially, you know, they don't – Western Illinois, they don't do it well, but it can be – you know when they they barely line up and the ball is snapped. Mm-hmm. I mean they uh, they their pace of play has to be right up there with with any other high paced offensive team in the nation because they just it's most of the time it's no huddle and they mm-hmm. barely get set and the ball snapped and gone. Um, so we did a great job um, defending against that. Like you said, there were a few slip ups, but to give up only ten points is is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and the, like you said, the ball hawks out there. I mean, they made some real nice interceptions. So, it, yeah, it was all around I, hard to find anything to complain about. Well, my only complaint was uh, special teams again, which started out of the gates with a stumble. That uh, that fake punt got us again. Hopefully coaches notice because there's got to be something. When you see every team start that you play starts running a fake against your against one coverage, then you have something fundamentally that's an issue. And I know Matt and Kyle went over it with our smaller uh, players we got on there and things like that. Whatever we got to do to shore that up, hopefully we're able to shore that up. After that, the special teams played lights out. Um, Peyton Schaefer, I know they honored him, but that dude was making plays. If you're watching kickoffs and you didn't just sit and watch that man run down the field like a rocket, I think it was the first tackle he made on a kickoff that made the whole stadium go, oh, because that, I mean, that man had a family. <laughs> he killed him. And that man had a family. Dude, it was, he was just so far ahead. I mean, I, he can't be that fast. Like, no, I'm sure he's a fast guy, but we have, we have other fast guys on our team, but Man, he just got right to the ball carrier, and the ball carrier just had nothing, nothing he could do about it. It right. was just so impressive how quickly he got there and how, uh, how well he, you know, got the guy to the ground. It was just, it was easy for him. Well, and you watch and watching him run down the field on that, he seems like he's one of those guys who just has a knack for getting around. Like, because on kickoff, there's some guys who just have a knack for running downfield, staying in their lane, but not being blocked. Like they Mm -hmm. just have a way of 
kind of making their way through without giving their lane up and without getting touched. And if you do that, you get down there real quick. And he just seemed to have that, or Western Illinois just was really stupid and forgot that there was supposed <laughs> to be a guy there and like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then died. Right. Um, <laughs> that was those death. That's what you chose. That was a poor choice. Um, but no, it was, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it was really cool to be able to sit back and kind of relax in the second half, watch the young guys get reps and sit there and go, Oh man, he's look at, Oh man, he's going to be a player in a year or two. And this guy, all right. You know, so really enjoyed that. Obviously, that's not all right. And yeah, it's not really cerebral uh, you know, sort of analysis, but that's what mm-hmm. we have Matt and Kyle for. Um, <laughs> but going forward, we need to keep them keep keep that ball rolling because we got another huge opportunity for that coming this week to possibly keep that going forward, anyways. Yeah, uh, you know, you talk about some of the young guys. Um, you know, one guy, Mason Layton, got a touchdown. That was good to see. Um, it's just crazy that three kids from Madison, South Dakota, that all played on the same high school team were on a Division <laughs> One football team right. playing at the same time. It's just weird. Like, that shouldn't happen. But, yeah. um, you know, he showed some flashes, too. Um so I mean, yeah, it's it's promising. Uh, I, yeah, and like you said, another big opportunity this week with another. You know, I wouldn't. You can't certainly can't call any game in the Missouri Valley a cupcake, but uh, Youngstown State just hasn't looked very good this year, right? Yeah. Um, and so you know, it should be another game that we handle, and you know, kind of another tune-up game, like you said, for the for the big schedule we got coming up. Yeah, I'm hesitant to call anything a tune-up ever since the spring started because everything's been just that what you think is going to happen doesn't happen. And that's <laughs> right. just last week was the least amount of top 25 losses. I think there was still like six or seven. So yeah, I don't week, think you can count on anything. A week, a week after just mayhem, then it's just chalk all the way through the top 25. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, maybe we maybe we figured some things out um, with with where these teams stack up. But I mean, JMU almost lost to Elon, so that should not. I mean, that's kind of the equivalent of us playing Youngstown State right now. You know, with the Elon and Elon should have won that game. They really screwed mm-hmm. that game up. Yeah, that would have been nice to see JMU lose um, anything. That, you know, knocks. Uh, you know, they're going to be seated. And if they have yeah. one loss, they may not get seated. And so anything that can happen to any of those top teams is better for us. Um, well, GMU you know, is kind of like um, Jacksonville State used to be, where either they were going to be seated in the playoffs, or if they lost, they weren't in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're sitting right now with the weakness of the CAA South. All the good teams are in the North. And if they lose one of those games, they very well might not make the playoffs. Which would be phenomenal. I mean, terrible. That'd be sad. I'd feel so bad. I'd cry. For right. Them. Yeah. <laughs> no, love to see that. But uh, you know, in terms of the playoffs, you know, we're we're in a mode after losing that one that you know we just you can maybe drop one more, but after that, it's do or die. So you just you got to take care of business against teams like Western Illinois and Youngstown mm-hmm. State this week. Well, and I think that's kind of what Stig, when he said in numerous interviews, the script is written. Um, I, he he didn't want to come out and say that we got to win out. But realistically, unless I, looking at the rest of the schedule, unless Southern Illinois keeps on a tear or NDSU starts to play like NDSU, one more loss, we're in severe danger of not making the play, not making the playoffs. Like that's super up in the air because, you know, you and I only has one loss. You and I could run the table. If you and I and NDSU both run the table and we're sitting there at two losses, there's a very, very distinct possibility of us not making it. And I don't care where we're ranked just because of there's only six auto six at large bits. So um, I really think the only way that we can be safe in the playoffs, because UND hasn't lost yet. Right. So say you and I and NDSU and UND all get through with one loss. Then we're sitting there with two losses. No chance. You don't make it. 
period. So we could be a phenomenal team and lose on a heartbreaker and not make it to the playoffs, which would just really not be fun as a Jackrabbit fan with how last week, this last weekend went. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you wouldn't be able to have you and I and NDSU. They both already have one loss and they got to play each other. So they're going right. to have one of them have two losses. But right. But again, yeah, I mean, if you have two teams that have one loss and and we're and we're sitting there with two losses with another team that has two losses, you know, who knows? Right. You don't you don't want to leave it up to chance. So, um, yeah, we got to take care of business. That's that's the plain and simple truth. And going forward, I'm really looking forward to this Youngstown State game. Um, this should be a lot of fun this weekend to because they're they're just they're super one dimensional. Um, you know, I, I, I watched a bunch of their game against NDSU. Um, and then I watched some of their Southern Illinois game here. They look, um, better. Their, their quarterback is making the proper reads on their, on their, on their, uh, quarterback option, you know, quarterback read option, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they run the ball all the time. They had 54 rushing attempts in that game, 54. They passed the ball 22 times. They completed 10 of them for an average completion of 4.4 or 4.3 yards per completion. So watching their game plan, their game plan is to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then have their quarterback who is shaky throwing the ball, try to beat you, catch a nap and over the top, and then run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, short pass, run the ball, run the ball which theoretically should play right into our defense's hands. Yeah. I mean, our defense has looked really good against the run um, in, in all the games we played. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, even if they're running an option style offense, I think we've got the speed um, and, and the D line up front to just take care of that. So, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's tough to predict a, a shutout, but I would, I would be, surprised if we give up more than seven points possibly 10 i mean at least that's the way we feel it should play out especially with the talent and the speed we have in our linebacking core um if they're running the option all the time those guys are going to eat i think they're gonna they'll have a huge day in tackles i mean i mm -hmm. expect our deal our d line what you know we really need to do against an option team is you got to get some penetration and cause some havoc um and your backers can clean up from there because they're purposely not blocking a guy and you read off of them and the old i'm not terribly worried about their quarterback running a whole ton he's an athlete and he can run but they're they're mclaughlin not related to brian um if you watch him play you might understand that yeah he's probably not related um but um, not knocking brian's athletic ability or anything but um you know friend of the show been on the show but uh he might not be the most athletic guy i've seen <laughs> it's uh <laughs> that kid can play that kid can ball he makes some plays um when there aren't plays sort of like pierre does fairly consistently for us um this kid can he can make some big cutbacks and things like that you got to stay home on him and not let him just run wild and get a big cutback because you over pursued but he's kind of their offense and when they and they did for Everything we're saying about them, they did almost take out Southern Illinois last week. They only lost by one point. Um, Southern Illinois did have some key mistakes that led to that, but Youngstown State did plenty to make that happen as well. I mean, they're certain, and that's why I say they're certainly improved from where they were against North Dakota State. But on the same token, I think Southern Illinois is more of a defense you can run on a little bit more with their smaller front seven that they tend to have. As long as you're not NDSU. As long as you're not NDSU. And then <laughs> what they do is they uh, rip you a new hole open that you can use when you go to the bathroom. So, And I am a big it fan of the Flying Dogs at E Children for doing that. They're, they're like my favorite team in the Missouri Valley right now. They I mean, it, it is – Baffling though that that NDSU couldn't get it done against a side of the Illinois team that uh, you know against Youngstown State, um, who basically only runs the ball, almost right. lost. I mean, so you know how does that how does that equate? I don't understand that. 
<laughs> well, I mean, Southern Illinois did have to have a big comeback, and not to, I, I'm not trying to take away from Youngstown State here, but Southern Illinois had a big comeback to win that game, and most I mean, we're the only program in the country that has any familiarity at all with beating North Dakota State, the only one. Mm-hmm. So you know. You can preach there's a big game next week. We got to focus. We got to focus. We got to focus. But these are young guys in their 20s. You know, they're you're going to be feeling yourself a little bit. And I think Youngstown State came out and smacked them in the mouth, kind of sent them reeling. And then Youngstown State finally buckled down and went, all right, we got to get this done. And lucky for them, they did buckle down and make it happen and, you know, take advantage of their talent and things like that. But Youngstown State almost got them. You can't can't take that away yeah yeah so a little bit probably you know a little bit of a letdown after you know the high beating ndsu thinking you're you know riding high and can take on the world and then you realize oh crap we're still missouri valley and there's still tough games every week so i mean that's something that we'll have to avoid this week too you know we're coming off a big you know easy easy win against Western Illinois and you know we can't just think that you know oh well, it's going to be the same against Youngstown State because before you know it you're kicked in the teeth and you're down 12-0 like Southern Illinois was so it uh right yeah you definitely gotta keep focused and I I think that Stig does a good job of that for with our guys for the most part right and I mean you look at Youngstown State's stats it's not they're not they're not pretty um you know they might win some games here towards the end of the season realistically they had the toughest start in the valley schedule wise that you could have had they had to go to ndsu then they had to play um you and i then they had to play southern illinois now they have to play us that is not the way you want to start the season with a new <laughs> coaching staff and a bunch of new dudes after losing all your studs from the defense and your quarterback that you used to have. And that that's what you have to start off with. You've got to start off with the team that beat the number one team, the number, I think, six team or something like that, and the number eight team, which because, you know, why wouldn't you and I be above us? I mean, we only beat them, but that doesn't matter. What you'd have to do is beat this team we're playing right now. This is very important. Yeah. If you beat Youngstown State, the Man. defeated Youngstown State with no wins, if you beat them, that's such an that's impressive good win. for like a it is a big this is a big oh, win, God. people. I hope you're paying attention because if we beat this team that hasn't won a game yet and hasn't passed has passed for a total of 278 yards on the season and scored every point they've scored this whole season, last game, if we beat them, <laughs> it, from what I've seen, it's worth a bump in the polls of like four slots in the in the top ten. It's hard to climb in the top ten. So I am damn glad we get to face Youngstown State <laughs> and bump ourselves up them damn polls. Craig Haley, you spineless yeah. worm. Well, is that too far? If, no, not at all. Okay, fantastic. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, for some reason, uh, the stats poll and specifically Craig Haley um, continues to rank you and I ahead of SDSU. Oh, don't worry, I'm pulling it up so everybody can see this this shimakery. Are we going to show his poll. individually or the total? No, this is the whole okay. thing. I'm not going to do okay. the whole thing. For those of you who aren't um, who are on the pod, uh, they have you and I at number four right behind North Dakota, who's number three. And then we are number eight in the poll because science and stuff. It's just crazy. I mean, it, I, we do have to point out that the the ludicrous thing about Craig Haley's poll is that he had NDSU higher than UND even. Mm-hmm. I mean, the UNI being up there is ridiculous anyway, but – because because of the comparison with, with us, but having NDSU above UND is just so stupid, and there's no explanation for it, and he would not provide one. No, so he's a he is a, he us peasants cannot 
dare question the power of the almighty Craig <laughs> Haley and bother him with our trivial questions about his golden plaid pole? How dare you, sir? If you, if you follow Banner Eye on Twitter, which, I mean, you should. If you don't, then yeah. uh, you're probably a bad person. You're missing but, out. Yeah, or you're missing out. That's what I meant to say. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ben and I have gotten after Craig, and and Ben got after him pretty good. And Craig just basically <laughs> told him, "Listen here, peasant. I've been working all day very hard, and you are not worth my time. Spread your drivel elsewhere." And we haven't managed to get banned yet. He probably doesn't listen to the pod, which is a shame. <laughs> um, but we'll get there someday. I promise you. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're gonna post a poll publicly, like, explain it. Say, here's right. why I have it ranked how I did. His only explanation was. Eh, it's just what I think, and I guess we'll find out when they play each other. It's it wasn't like, oh. even that. That wasn't. He didn't even say that. Like I'd have been cool if he was like, I just think from the eye test that they are better. Like okay, fine. But instead, what he gave to someone, the comment you responded to that said, "Is Andy? Is you really higher than UND?" And the he said to the dude. Yeah, it's NDSU. Have you ever heard of them? And it's right. like, oh my god, <laughs> wipe the the green and yellow from your chin, you slimy person. Like, I mean, we expect like these assistants who are putting you know polls together for coaches and stuff mm -hmm. to vote off name recognition. Like they don't they yes. don't watch enough FCS football. They're not educated right. enough from the fcs landscape craig haley that's his job like that's right this he covers you do. fcs football and mm -hmm. to blatantly basically come out and say that you're voting on name recognition is it's just embarrassing a, embarrassing and it's a joke like yeah yeah i'm not afraid to say that like it's a joke and he's a clown for for not for saying that and not not providing an explanation so Right. I mean, posters on like FCS Fan Nation on Facebook or, or AGS have are like questioned harder and are forced to give better reasoning than, well, have you ever heard of NDSU? Oh, no, I haven't. Please, can you tell me more? <laughs> right. right. You dirtball. I mean, holy crap. And can we should we should we do the diatribe on, on the coaches poll again in case anybody had, didn't hear it last year? Or are we just going to let that lie? <laughs> The what? Diatribe. That's my big word for the day. Do you like it? I like it. I feel like I need to look it up to make sure Google it is it. what God. it to make sure it this is. This is not necessary. You... you don't have to Google it. I'm gonna start and then whenever <laughs> you come up with that, let me know and tell me just how awesome I am. I because I love that you're, I'm awesome. It is funny that it's a it's something associated. Well, I don't know if it's associated it's <laughs> Has to do with the church somehow, but anyway, it's a forceful and bitter verbal attack against someone or something. So there it you have it, every, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't just used well; it was used exquisitely well. I would agree. It's Thank not. You. It's not what we come to expect from you, but congratulations, I'm a you. I'm a wordsmith, sir. You must have. Oh. Been. How dare you question my use of large verbiage? <laughs> this is insulting to my person. I've just. Genuflect is in, ingrained into my brain right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to genuflect on it later about <laughs> about being right about diatribe. I'm going to sit and genuflect. Nobody knows that we're talking about the genuflect, but no, oh, they do. We've got we have long time listeners. <laughs> I, I'm excited for when we have a call in show. You know, long time listener, first time caller. We're going to be that's nice. Click. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're terrible people. What were you going to say if, about if, the coaches poll? The coaches poll. If you, because I still see it float around once in a while. If somebody, if you tell me um, that, well, the, the coaches poll is better because coaches know football better, I will find you. <laughs> I will hire a hacker to find you. I'm going to show up and I'm going to spread Legos out all over <laughs> next to your bed. So when you wake up in the morning and I'm going to, and I'm going to dump some Tabasco on there. So it burns when they cut through your feet. That's what I'm going to do because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like not that coaches know football better, but the thought process out there that coaches have time to watch these other conferences. Like, you know what coach stick definitely doesn't care about right now. 
how the the James Madison game probably because <laughs> right. you, you know who he has a very small chance of playing at the moment. Even if you make the field, I don't know the percentage one out of sixteen, but it's pretty goddamn low. James Madison, I don't care. Like they focus on who they're going to play and their conference. Like they don't follow. Like he's not following the Northeastern Conference and going, oh wow, Bryant looks pretty tough this year. Like no, they don't have time for that crap. So if anybody goes, the coach's poll is the best. Like you need to be beaten with a um. A, you remember those ropes? What were they? They weren't the nerd ropes. They were the red vine. You need mm-hmm. to get beat with a red vine for that. So instead of the coach's poll, we've thought, well, we need to follow a poll that is done by someone that pays attention to the national FCS landscape, like a guy like Craig Haley. But he's also proven that he's incapable of putting together a solid poll. Well, he pays if, attention to it. He's just not good at it. If you do want a solid poll, go look at Sam Herder's. Friend of the show, Sam Herder. Yes, Sam Herder is awesome at his job. He covers the FCS extremely well, and he puts together an amazing poll that is uh, the way it should be. It's yes. much better than what this ended up to be. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get off our Craig Haley rant now, but... Um, I what thought the, it was pretty good. We were just getting going. I know. It, it's kind of fun. It's a good time. <laughs> he deserves it. I agree. But so for some reason, you and I is ranked number four and we're ranked number eight, which is uh, just inex- inexplicable. Yeah. I, you know, um, they beat Youngstown State. We just talked about this. If you beat Youngstown State, you move up in the polls. Yeah, we'll see if that's true. So you got, for as far as Missouri Valley teams go, you got UND sitting at three, UNI sitting at four, North Dakota State at five, South Dakota State at eight, and Southern Illinois at ten. Five out of the top ten teams are Missouri Valley teams. Yes. Which is, uh, it's something we've come kind of accustomed to. Uh, I mean, it's it's a little exaggerated this year because some teams aren't playing. Mm -hmm. Um but the the crazy thing is, again, if the season ended today or whatever, like only probably only three of those Missouri Valley teams are getting in. Right. And so two out of the top 10 FCS teams in the nation would be left at home. And that's that's like the reality of this 16 team playoff field that mm-hmm. that we're looking at and why it's so important to win every single game. Yeah, and for anyone who was sitting out there going, well, there's too many teams in the playoffs at 24, you just wait until a top 10 team gets left out of the playoffs as they're mm-hmm. on auto bids because I believe that's an NCAA rule for the auto bids that if you meet X, Y, and Z qualifications for the amount of teams and amount of conference games and all that stuff, if you meet those rules, you get an auto bid. You can't – that's not changing. So. Mm-hmm. The amount of auto bids are what they are, even if it this was in the fall. So you're going to have like no at large bids, and that's not good. That's not going to be good for for the FCS. So if you were sitting there going, there was a lot of bad games because there was 24 teams, then this is this you're getting what you want. That's for sure. It's happening it's, right now. Yeah, but they they probably wanted a 16 team field that didn't have to have those bad conferences in, but that just doesn't right. exist. No, it doesn't. And and realistically, I mean, when you look at that, let's go large picture here. Uh, 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 and the people say there's bad games in it. Well, I don't know. If you watch the FCS college playoff, like there's there's a 50-50 chance that game's going to suck and there's four teams. Oh, so, the FB- FBS, yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of those games that are not good games. They're just not close. So mm-hmm. just, just shut up. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't <laughs> just be quiet. Shh, it's quiet today. <laughs> it's... <laughs> well, let's move on from this um, abortion of a poll. Yeah. And let's talk about the results, the, the results from last week in the Missouri Valley. Yes. Uh, UND uh, stayed undefeated. They took out USD. Uh, I thought you were going to pull up the results there, but I'll just do it off the top of my head. Nope, I don't have it. Sorry. All right. I'm not here for you like that. Dallas, and- Dallas, if he was here, he would have done that. But he's he's doing hockey practice right now. So I, I, I hope he's watching. 
and and, he... <laughs> and here's us here's us whining like little girls that he's not here to save us. If he was here, we'd be like talking about his favorite smoothies from Juice Stop or something. Right, right. <laughs> which I have had a Juice Stop. Have you had a Juice Stop smoothie? Oh, of course. Oh, right. oh, really? You're gonna of course that, but you've never had a Culver. You've never had any Culver's cup frozen <laughs> custard. Touche. Don't eat, don't you dare, of course, me, <laughs> sir. You know what was really good throwback to my SDSU days in the uh, the Union was the I don't remember that it was like a smoothie place in there. It was like a juice oh. stop, but SDSU's yeah, yeah. version of it. Uh-huh. Oh my god, those smoothies were amazing. And I spent so much of my lunch dollars on smoothies. <laughs> You're a big smoothie guy, right? On. Yeah. All right, learn oh, something yeah. new every day. Oh my I'll, god, I'll, I'll bring some to Bible study. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. UND beat USD twenty. How did we start? Oh yeah, Dallas. UND beat USD <laughs> twenty-one to ten. Um, continued their domination. I mean, that was a that's a complete victory against a, a USD team that, you know, showed out pretty well against Illinois State. And, you know, to win, again, it, it was their their third home game. So we'll see how they play on the road. But, uh, you know, it's just they're what they're doing right now is impressive, and they look like a really good team that's for real. They do, but honestly, I expected them to win by more. Um, yeah, they won 21 to 10, but USD five days before was – down in normal Illinois, played a top 10 team. Yeah, they won, but that was a dogfight. Had to go to Vermilion, travel there, and then travel up to Grand Forks in five days, which I don't know how that happens. Like, why why is USD on the road? I mean, and I'm not trying to defend them here. Obviously, we're not exactly friends of the Coyotes on this podcast, but how how do they end up on? They're, they're a dome team in a spring, in the spring. Why was I mean NDSU on the road? Fine, they're all the way down in Missouri. Though we know that if you know there's a tinkle of rain, that Missouri State will cancel because they're a bunch of sissies, <laughs> those Sally Bears down south who don't even deserve to be in the conference. You. Anyways, um, all, why were not all the dome teams having their home games at the start? And and then on top of it, you make USD, who should have had home games because they're a dome team, travel in five days, back to back road trips. Like that's that's nuts. And yeah, so you know they're tired from that. You know this is this isn't the NFL where like you play Thursday games regularly and we're not the Mac because we're actually good at football. So, um, <laughs> Oh shade. <laughs> but I mean, that was screwed up and I really think UND should have won more. They did. Um, they did do well against and grind them down with their run game. That little cannonball of a back that they have, that kid's a baller that kid can play. Yeah. Um, but, um, I really thought they should have done better. And honestly, um, now these were penalties. I'm not saying the refs were going for them. Um, there, there were some, as Stig would say, unique penalties. But they just had. I don't know if they're just blessed this year. I don't know if they buried some form of a token of a saint under the field. <laughs> um, they just have been getting such timely calls, and I'm not even saying they're not penalties. But like every time a big play happens against them, like the first one that USD completed, they did a chop block. And on the replay, it was definitely a chop block, but it took away like a 35-yard pass and like a chop block. That's so rare mm-hmm. to have and get called. And it just happens and it bails USD or UND out. And then there was a hold two plays later. That didn't get replayed, so it probably didn't happen. But I mean, oh, I said I don't I don't know if they were bad calls. I said <laughs> that. Um, but they got bailed out again. So I I don't know if they stole a rabbit's foot off of us or what the deal is they're getting they, but they have played well. They definitely deserve their ranking. It's just yeah. something I noticed. And I did make some UND fans very upset with me when I pointed that out. <laughs> I got a, a bit of a tiff over that one. <laughs> yeah. There it is. First crawling. We always get the calls in Laris. Well, you kind of are. 
<laughs> and if every team you've ever played says that, that's a pattern. But I'm just yeah, I would agree. However, yes, they're back. Otis Way or Waya, he Wea. is very good. Good stuff. Uh, Sixteen carries for 163 yards. That's that's a ten yard average for people that don't math well, which is uh, if you're that's averaging. Me. 10 yards of rush. That's impressive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's he is a problem. He's going to be a problem for all the Missouri Valley teams this year. And then, you know, for a while. The, I think the most impressive part has been their defense. I think their defense looks really, really good. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, and like Craig Haley told us to look for, um, looking ahead past this week, there's a matchup uh, two weeks from this weekend uh, against, or not a week from this weekend, against NDSU, and that that'll be a huge game. I mean, that's a that is going to be a huge game. If if UND can just go in there and whoop up on NDSU, and I mean that that'll be a statement. That would that would be oh, you have no idea <laughs> how big of a statement that would be. I mean, oh my God, if that. If that were to happen, wow. Yeah. Well, and yeah, what it's either it's either gonna be in a statement for UND or a like a huge letdown of like, ah crap, we're we're good, but we're just not the, you know, we're not as not good quite as there. yeah, not quite there. So yeah, uh, that's a that's a huge game to look forward to, but that's not this weekend. Also, we still need to get through this week last weekend's games. So let's move on. Sutherland, Illinois took on Youngstown State. We did talk about that game a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Southern Illinois won that one 30 to 22. Um, they did cover the six and a half, which we both picked Southern Illinois and UND. Yep. Um, and then you had NDSU shutting out Missouri State uh, 25 to zero. And so they covered their big 20-point spread. We both picked Missouri State there. Old Nolan played just like a stud. Oh, yeah. He must have, right? He must have just threw the ball of the field and just been unstoppable. Yeah, something like that. Is that what happened? Uh, You know, if I check my notes, uh, no. No, that's not. Um, If you you take away his one eight, he is an – excruciating he has one talent that is identical that makes him like aaron Rodgers. he's incredibly dangerous with a hail mary at the end of halftime <laughs> that's what he's really good at that's also the list of what he's really good at that's not true he's also good at handing the ball off to, to ndsu running backs that's the that's what he's good at kyle's gonna get really mad at us because that was bulletin more material right there um at me at least um but but seriously he the the guy didn't have a good game again so if you haven't had a good game in three games and your season has been one two three games then that sounds like that's a pattern and you're just not good he's just not good so, yeah, uh, I mean, not. Chubb, I mean, Zeb, he's got a lot to prove. Shade. Uh, <laughs> Shade. He's got a lot to prove. Uh, he's off to a really slow start, so we'll see how he does going forward. Um, he he was, uh, what, 10 of 15 in that game. They clearly were not interested in letting him throw the ball. Granted, yeah. they were up by a lot, so they were just running the ball. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as they go forward. Well, yeah, he um, had like 130 yards passing, but if you take away his 180-yard passing play, he had like 53 yards passing. Right, and then take away the Hail Mary, and then he's got like zero. Well, well, that was the Hail Mary that was like 80 yards. Uh, that, was, could, that was the play. It might be. not have been a Hail Mary. He scored right before half with that pass. Yeah, I don't think so. I was watching I it, so. and he threw the Hail Mary, and it was like a, I don't know, 30-yard, 40-yard, probably like a 40-yard pass. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. It wasn't oh, an 80-yard. Really? You sure? Yeah, like yeah, I swear to God. Oh. All right. Well, I'll, anyway. I'll believe you. You're probably wrong, but I'll believe you. We're getting too way into detail. Way off track. NDSU. So far off track. And we're just, all right, um, backstory, we're just both really pissed off with NDSU fans after all the chirping after this weekend. At least I am. So I'm venting. 
<laughs> a little bit. Yeah, congrats. You beat a team that is probably really bad. Yep. We'll move on. We're moving on. On to the next. Um, then, Northern Iowa. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? No, that was it. That, that, okay. You're on it. Northern Iowa, they took out Illinois State, and they won, I believe it was 20 to 10, if I remember yes. correctly. Yep. That is the correct score. For like yeah. A minute. So Northern Iowa is, in true Northern Iowa fashion, when their backs are against the wall, they play well. And, mm. uh, yeah, Illinois State is definitely with their backs against the wall now. Um, they're in they're in big trouble. Yeah, deep, deep water. Right. And then you got our game against uh, West Illinois, which we covered as well. I went four and one in my picks. You went three and two. So now I'm two picks up on you on the year after uh, three weeks. That's going to be tough to come back from. Let's go into this week's games. We yep. have Northern Iowa going to Southern Illinois. The spread for this one is four. For Illinois, for Northern Iowa, yes, they are favorite. <sighs> Northern Iowa is favored by four. This is tough because um, do I have more faith in Southern Illinois to move the ball on UNI's defense or Northern Iowa's mediocre offense to score more points than Southern Illinois' offense will? I think I'm gonna go. I think this is going to be a close game because it's at Southern Illinois. So I'm going to take Southern Illinois um, in the points on this one. Four points. I just, man, that's that's a really tough game. It's gonna, we're gonna find out a lot about both teams. Um, yep. It's, yeah. I. I I'm still gonna go think you and I wins. I think you and I wins, but I'm going to take the points. Yeah, I'm going to go UNI by seven. I think their defense shut down Southern Illinois', Southern Illinois offense um, because UNI, I mean, they they have really good defense, uh, even yeah. though, I mean, we had to have a comeback win just to, just to beat them. So, I mean, it uh, they're stout. I think, I think they could take care of business even at Southern Illinois and win by more than four. All right. So then we've got UND going to Western Illinois. UND, that, whatever the spread is. UND by 20 mm. at Western Illinois. Mm. Uh, yes. 20. I Western Illinois is so bad, man. Yeah. I mean, I They're don't think so bad. After after you watched how they played against us and handled our offense, I don't think they're going to be able to stop uh, UND. I don't think their offense will be able to handle that defense with all the blitzes and stuff. That too. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Although their offense is designed to play well against blitzes because they get rid of the ball so fast. Right. Uh, our blitzes True. barely ever I – don't, I don't know if they ever got home because they just got rid of the ball. Right, like they they didn't care if they were going to complete it or not, but they were going to damn all they were going to get balls out of the really game. quick. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they do play well against blitzes, but I think UND probably takes care of business and wins by more than twenty. Then we've got Missouri State going to USD. I'll let you predict the spread in this one too. I'm going to predict the spread in this one. How are you know they're paying more attention to FCS in the spring here because mm -hmm. we're kind of the only football in town, so I think it's actually going to be a good spread. Uh, I think they're favored by 15. USD is favored by 11 at home against wow. Missouri State. Really, USD's way better at home. I'm going to take the Yotes all day, they've got an extra week of practice, and Missouri State's going to be beat to hell from getting just steamrolled by run, 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 run against NDSU. I'm taking USD all day. I agree. They're really good at home. I think they have a good bounce back game against a team in Missouri State that looks like they're just uh, not that good. Yeah. So then you got Illinois State, who is in big trouble, like we said, going to NDSU. And this is fun. I'm going to make you predict the spread again. I already tried to guess this one, and I was wrong twice. I'm going to guess 
Nine points. 13. NDSU is favored by 13 against Illinois State, who has their backs way against the wall. They are 0-2 in Valley play because they missed their first game against Missouri State. Yep. They are a cornered Redbird, Mm -hmm. which isn't that scary sounding. But I think they got a pretty solid team. And I don't know. I mean, NDSU's only played one decent team so far, and they got rocked by them. Because I don't know how sold I am that that Southern Illinois is some top 10 squad. Um, Yeah, they could have caught them napping. But I like Illinois State to keep this as a game with the way their defense has played so far. So go ahead and give me the Redbirds and the points, please. I'll take those points, too. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think, uh, I mean, I I think Illinois State's got a good chance to win, um, let alone cover the spread. So I think 13 points is a gift there. Um, you know, NDSU is tough at home, but um, like I said, uh, Illinois State is in a uh, win-or-die situation, and, and I think they're – I don't think they're a slouch team by any means. So I think they go in there and um, – their backs against the wall and show out. So then you've got Youngstown State coming to South Dakota State in Brookings. The spread is 19. We thought the spread of 22 was too big last week. We mm-hmm. flew by that one. What do you yeah. think about 19 against a, a Youngstown State, Youngtown, easy for me to say, Youngstown State team coming in? They're just so one dimensional. Don't get me wrong, they do have the the right idea for something that has given us fits in the past and been kind of our kryptonite, which is a running team, hang on to the ball, possess the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, don't let them have it in their hands. Um, that being said, I, I, I think the, the team is still looking to prove something. I think they're super focused. I think they understand that it's one and all you got to go one and all. And I think they're really focused on that mantra because for as much as we talk about you and I being good with their backs up against the wall, um, this, the Jacks have always been really good with their backs up against the wall. I mean, you don't have the longest, the second longest streak in the country of playoff appearances without being real good with your backs against the wall and better than you and I at it. So I think this team's coming out with something to prove. I think their whole focus is Youngstown State. I think this de- our defense against a one-dimensional running offense, which is something we're really good at. Um, they might get a touchdown off of another garbage, ticky-tack pass interference call on Gardner, which is trash. All of them have been, but whatever. I let the officials know. They can hear me. It's quiet enough <laughs> in there sometimes. Um, anyways, uh so I'm going to take the Jacks in this one. I I haven't seen Youngstown State have to face a really good passing attack yet. Like we have plus a running game, and they've still been giving up 20 plus per game. So I like our offense chances to move the ball. So I will take the Jacks, even though that's a huge line. It is big. My only real concern in this one is if Youngstown State is able to effectively move the ball and grind out some clock and really win the time of possession game. That's I remember a game at Youngstown State where they did just that. I mean, it, they, that was the one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, they had uh, we had. I don't remember what the split was, but they held the ball almost the whole game, and we yep. just couldn't do anything about it. And so I think this defense won't let that happen. Um, but yep. that that does worry me. Um, I don't think it worries me in the fact that we might lose because I think. I don't think we'll have a problem with that, but um, you know we, we may not be able to win by 19. But I will take SDSU. I think we win by mm, that 25 to 27 range. Well, and I think the scary thing about that is, look, remembering back to that game, like that was a game kind of like this one. Like we were supposed to win that game handily, oh, yeah. and that one just clipped us right at just hamstringed us. And they had the secret potion that day. Remember, they had 40-plus minutes of time possession in that game. Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount. It was absurd. <laughs> and for Youngstown State's record right now, they're still averaging, I think, 38 minutes a game of time of possession. Really? 
bonkers. Yeah. Looking at their team website here. Da, 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 da. I believe it was somewhere around 38 minutes in time possession, which was yeah, time possession. No, 31 minutes and 42 seconds to 28.18 for the opposition. So they're winning something. I mean, not a lot, but they're winning something. Right. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think we'll have a problem with them. Um I expect our our defense to dominate and our offense to be explosive again. Um and that's the real fun part about this team this year is how explosive they are and how good Granowski is at down the field passing. Yep. I mean, he's just throwing darts and it, it, I don't know. It's, it's just fun to watch. If you, if you haven't got a chance to watch Jack's football yet, um, definitely tune in because Granowski is a special player. You know, I've had multiple people say, is that kid really a true freshman? Like, there's no way. Right. Like, he he looks so good. And you know, where did he come from? You know, how did he? You know, how did he end up here? And it's just, yeah, it's it's fun to have him. Fun to watch him deal out there. And he's just, yeah. If you didn't know it, you'd think he was like a junior or senior because he just looks so poised yep. and so good. Yeah, he's gonna be something special. Yeah, and I mean the the best part that I haven't seen talked about very much. Because this year doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> we can have him for five years. Right. A five-year starter who started as a true freshman without, God willing, an injury. Right. Redshirt. Like, just thinking about that makes me giggle, like, a little bit. Because you imagine him in his fifth year. Because this, it, what that essentially does is, if people remember when Taron Christian had to play as a true freshman, mm-hmm. and then he left. Everybody was grumbling. Well, if you didn't play the first year, we'd have his fifth year. <laughs> we do this time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We do. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm jacked up about it. Um, I am cautiously optimistic, just because that's how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm always, uh, exp- I, I always, especially in a valley game, know that the other team is capable of beating us on any given Saturday. You know, they're just, they're not schlubs over there. They're, they're not, they're not an NEC team, even though they didn't get to warm up with their normal NEC team this year. <laughs> uh, got some shade on them, but um, you know, it'll be a different experience for them. Uh, they're going to be in a stadium that's actually completed and has both sides of the stadium. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Let's do uh we haven't done score predictions yet this year. Uh, we haven't. No, I'll, for a reason. I hate him. I'll go his score projection. 37 to 7. 37 to 7. Um, I'm not even I sure. could see this game going similar to the Western Illinois game where we do get to see a lot of reps out of the second team if the offense starts as hot as it did against Western Illinois. Um, really hope that's the case. Um, but I am going to go more in the range of – I'm going to go 24 to 3. 24 to 3. That yes. is that'd be uh, I would be happy and sad at the same time cuz I right I, uh, for our the way our offense looked looked last week I don't I don't see us putting up less than 30 points in this game. Well, here's my thing is Youngstown State, for all their flaws, they have a better defense than Western Illinois. Western they Illinois do. Had. I mean, Western, if if Western Illinois had a good defense, they wouldn't have given up as many points to a Missouri State team that got shut out by an NDSU defense. While, yes, it is an NDSU defense, it's not the NDSU defense of 2012 or 13 or whatever they figure their all-time great defense is because I don't really give a shit. Um, but, oops, sorry. Uh mm-hmm. But uh, I don't really care. But they're not that level of defense. So getting giving up that many points to Missouri State team, like you're not your defense ain't great, man. I mean, they gave up. They gave up. Uh, Youngstown State gave up 25 to NDSU. We've seen right. their offense is not fantastic. Yeah, tw- 21 to Northern Iowa. Their offense is okay, and 30 to Southern Illinois. And I think our offense, we could say, is better than all of those. So. Right, I I say it'll be a disappointment if we don't score thirty plus. All right, you're entitled to your opinion. We will see how it goes. 
Other than that, I mean, that that I, about wraps her up. We're we covered it. Yeah. Unless uh, unless we want to bash Craig Haley some more, that was fun. That's a good time. It's one of my favorite things. I think <laughs> that should be a new segment on the show. There's fade Brendan for the picks. Yeah. And then there's bash trash, and then we just bash Craig Haley in his poll mm-hmm. all week. I mean, if you're down, if people are down for that, let us know. Um, <laughs> be sure to follow us on uh, social media. Um, Kyle's on Twitter with the Splitting Hairs podcast. Um, Jack Illustrated for the full-time official Jack Illustrated account. Um, if you want just tomfoolery, some vul- vulgarity, and some trash talk to Craig Haley, follow myself or Ben. Um, I'm at It's Thumper76, and Ben, yours is at Cappenhard, correct? Correct. And yeah, um, I don't have Instagram publicly. Um, we do have a Splitting Hairs uh, Instagram, so go ahead and follow that. Follow us on Facebook. You're obviously watching us right now if you are, but if you're not and listening to the podcast, give us a follow the Jackrabbit Illustrated account there. You get to watch us live. Um, get to see uh, my beautiful face and Ben's face that's for radio. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Good deal. With that, go big, go blue. Go, go Jacks. Jacks.